Hi, this is the Mentoring Lab Podcast, where we create a work BFF mentoring movement, one episode at a time. Here are your hosts, Sarah and Kelly. Hello, and welcome to the Mentoring Lab Podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Kelly. And how are you today, Kelly? I am... I'm going to say fabulous because I always say fabulous, but I am happy today. I am feeling giddy. So I don't know what's going to come out of this podcast episode today. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Anything goes at this point. Okay. All right. I like that. All right. (laughs) So speaking of anything goes, which it's not really speaking of, but getting right into our win and our loss for the week so we can get into our shot, our celebratory shot. So Yes, that shot. You want to kick us off? I'd be happy to. So my win for this week is um, my community had a yard sale. And um, just for clarification purposes, a community yard sale is when everyone in the community puts stuff in their driveway and other people come and buy your stuff. So anyway, I had, as you know, tons and tons and tons of jewelry from my mother who passed away in November. And it was very near and dear to me. I didn't want to just you know, donated into a bin in a parking lot somewhere. So I just put it out and I was like, you know, no price. I'm going to donate whatever. If this piece speaks to you, whatever you feel is fair, I'm going to donate it to Calvert Hospice. So whatever. So they were, the jewelry was the biggest hit. And um, I'm happy because I'm going to be able to make a nice size donation to Calvert Hospice in my mother's name. And the best part It's not about the money. The best part is jewelry went to people who really wanted it, that thought it was beautiful and they wanted to take it. So that was my win. Very rewarding um, moment for me. Yes. Yes. Very much so. It brought me so much joy just for it to go to people that wanted it. So I think my loss. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say the best part was you made the most money out of the entire neighborhood. Not to brag. I did, but that's not. <laughs> I think I did. I think I did, but um, I don't know for sure. But it was. Okay. Def- it's a nice donation, so nice. they'll be very happy to get it. Um, so now my loss was. I, if you listened a couple episodes ago, you know that I got my COVID vaccine, and first shot just had a little bit of pain in my arm and extremely tired the next day. The second shot knocked me off my feet. I haven't been sick since 2000, before 2014. So this came and it hit me like a hurricane, knocked me out. I'm about, I guess, 10 to 12 hours after the shot, the chills came and the body aches came. And I woke up the next day and thought, oh, I'm feeling better. Take a shower. Boom. Knocked out again for the rest of the day. So, but I fully recovered, feeling great, feeling good. So That was my loss was just the reactions from that shot. But I think, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a number of people that are having reactions and the number of people who aren't. So just don't know. But there's mine for this week. What are yours? (laughs) So I will start off with my loss. Uh, Kind of was beating myself up pretty bad the other day because I was said something kind of stupid. But I was in a meeting and there was a situation going on and I ended up apologizing for something that was not my fault, nor was it in my control of what happened, but I found myself apologizing. And as the words left my mouth, I was thinking in my head, what did you just, 
why did you just do that? So I kind of beat myself up over it because then I was thinking about it all evening. I woke up the next morning and I was thinking about it. I'm I'm still thinking about it, obviously, because I'm bringing it up days later, but I'm, I'm slowly getting over it. But yeah, that was my loss. It's just, it's just being more assertive and not feeling pressure when something doesn't go right, especially when it's not your fault to just, I should have just kept my mouth shut and just listened to what had to be said, but instead of apologizing. So that was my loss and a big lesson learned on me. And then the positive is I got something kind of nice in the mail this week. As you know, I won an award a few weeks ago from uh, this organization on the East Coast, this technology group, and it is for mentoring. And so that was that was pretty cool. So I guess they they must notify like the state senators didn't know and got this little package in the mail. And it was actually a certificate of appreciation by one of our state senators for the mentoring award. So that was pretty nice. That pretty nice. Something to keep. Yes, that is amazing, Sarah. Congratulations. Thank and you. the award that you got, you know, for mentoring, you truly deserved oh, it. Thank so, you. and I think enjoy the kudos from the senator. That's a big deal. So, yeah. put that sucker in a frame and hang I it know. on the wall. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. Hanging up Some of us won't get things like that until we retire. So (laughs) maybe on my next work Zoom call, I'll have it like behind me on the corner and I'll just be like, yeah, oh, I'm stretching and like, and people be like, what is that? Like, oh, this thing? (laughs) It's nothing. It's just this little certificate I got from the senator, you know. (laughs) All All right. Let's do it. Let's celebrate our our wins and our losses for the week with whiskey. You got it. So um, here's to our wins. Here's to our losses. Here's to one day being our own bosses. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. <laughs> 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 Ooh. If our listeners could see me shiver and shake on that one, that one was, what do they call it? Stiff. Ooh. <laughs> That was stiff. <laughs> that one didn't have any flavor. That was straight up whiskey. So um, le- lesson learned, I need a chaser with that in the yes. future. But anyway, all good, all good. That's our celebratory shot for the week. Um, and I'm glad that we still do that tradition. Yes. You know, I don't drink very often, but that that little bit, it's like a toast. Right, it's 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 nice, right? It's nice to recognize a positive that happened, a win that happened, and also to celebrate your losses. You know, something that didn't happen because we survived, we got through it, we kicked butt, and it you know it's life. And you know, you get to drink. It's a little added bonus trying something new. I'm still not drinking. I will be able to partake with you in a couple more weeks. I'm still doing my shot of green juice. Yummy, right? But, uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to joining you in a couple of more weeks. So, me um, too. All right. So, getting in our topic today, we're gonna talk about being too nice at work, if that's even possible. I think it's possible, well, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, I do too. But I'm gonna. What's wrong with being nice? <laughs> Well, there's nothing wrong with being nice. I think if you're being authentically nice because you're just a kind-hearted person or you're coming from a good place or you have good intentions. But what we're going to be talking about today is just more on the side of where we're just mm, 
maybe a little too nice. Um, like we're maybe too, a little too pleasant, a little too agreeable. Um, everything's just too copacetic. Yep. We're rolling with everything. Everything's great. Um, yep. You're volunteering for everything. So the definition of nice, according to Oxford, uh, dictionary is, uh, exactly what I just said a second ago is it defines nice as being pleasant, agreeable, and satisfactory. So I guess in the grand scheme of things, there's nothing wrong with being pleasant, with agreeing with people and thinking things are satisfactory. But I guess there's also the the flip side, like you would say, Kelly, where being too nice can actually be de- detrimental to us and um, to our mental well-being and our career growth overall. So what I heard a little bit of is it sounds like people pleasing, people yes. being too nice volunteering for everything, raising your hand, doing things that you don't really want to do, but you do it because you're nice. You're the nice person and everyone can count on you and you're always there. And um, yeah, just being too nice. I see what you're saying now. I get it. Yeah. So early in my career, I went out of my way to be the nice person. Like I wanted to be that person. I didn't know any better. I mean, we all want to, I hope we strive to be a nice, kind, good person in general, but I wanted, I so desperately wanted everyone to like me in the office. And it really hurt me when I, no matter a lot of times when I put my best for for, my best foot forward, ah, say that fast three times when people didn't like me. So I, which leads me, I was going to ask you a true or false question before we got into our discussion. True or false, Kelly, it doesn't bother you if someone doesn't like you despite your best efforts to build a relationship. It doesn't bother me if someone doesn't like me despite my best efforts to have a relationship. I would say today at this stage of my life, it doesn't bother me. Years ago, it probably would bother me because I would take it more personal and be like, well, why don't they like me? What's wrong mm-hmm. with me? Where where I am today, I've grown and evolved enough. And I recognize that everyone doesn't have to like me. You know, I am me. And what it, what's that saying? Those that matter don't mind and those that mind don't matter. Did I say it backwards? But you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you like me for me or you don't. And if you don't, it's okay. We, everyone doesn't have to like everyone. You just need to be kind to people. Right. right. And there's a difference between being nice and being be kind. kind. So just be kind to people. You don't have to like me. We don't have to be BFS. But whatever your issue is, if you don't like me, and I'm using me as the example, if you don't like me, <laughs> that's your issue. It's not my okay. issue. You know, I, I'm me. This is how I am. This is, you know, how I've evolved and grown into the person that I am. And whatever reason you might not like me, that's your issue. So I don't get my feelings hurt as much as I did years ago when, like you said, I was new into the workforce. You wanted everyone to like you. And if they didn't like you, you're like, what's wrong with me? Why don't they like me? Mm -hmm. But now I'm just, you know, I try to be kind to everyone and I like people to be kind to me. But again, you know, it is, it is what it is. People are who they are. And and there's some people you connect with right away. And, you know, you're like BFFs like us, right? (laughs) We connected, we have things in common. Mm -hmm. We are not the same person. We're different in complementary ways, but we connect, we click and, and that's great. And some people you don't with and, but that's okay. Cause you don't have to like everyone and everyone doesn't have to like you, but I do think you do have to be kind. Right. And I, I'm right there with you. Like if you would ask me 10 years ago, I probably would have said, 
yes, it does bother me if people don't like me, especially at work. Um, despite my best efforts, because it did. And there were times, and I remember, you know, I just shudder to think about it like 12 or 13 years ago. I remember having a discussion with a supervisor at a time because there was this lady in the office that was just absolutely mean to me. And I swear, like, then and even now, I'm like, I didn't do a damn thing to this person. And I would just rack my brain. And and it did to the point that one time I was like, very frustrated. And I was just like, why doesn't she like me? Would have, you know, but fast forward to today, absolutely not. Um, does it sting a little bit if people seem to be a little put off by me? I'd be lying if I said it didn't. Yes, it does. But I, it, I'm not losing sleep over it. Because like you said, you know, I am who I am, take it or leave it. I do my best to uh, treat people with kindness, with the respect. And if you don't like me, so be it. So, But another interesting thing I wanted to bring up really quickly is going into my rabbit hole definitions of niceness. I came across a thread in Reddit, which is one of my favorite rabbit holes to go down. And Mm. someone used, this is how they defined nice. And I thought this was pretty interesting. A Reddit user had defined nice as a generic compliment that people use to describe someone they don't know very well or aren't terribly invested in. and. I actually was like, I have totally been guilty of of saying this person is nice, like in describing them, especially to my significant other and maybe someone they don't even know. It's a complete stranger or they know of. I swear for a while, every time I'd go, oh, yeah, Kelly, she's nice. Oh, yeah, Mary, she's nice. Oh, yeah, Bob, he's nice. And finally, one day he was just like, are they really nice? Like, everyone can't be nice. And he actually kind of called me out on that. So this definition by this Reddit user just kind of brought me back to that where, you know what, I'm totally guilty of using it as a generic compliment for people. Yeah, that makes sense. I can see that because it's a natural thing to do um, without getting into a deeper dive definition of, you know, well, you know, Sarah's five foot six. (laughs) (laughs) She's up around here. You know, she's smart. She's capable. Uh She's dependable. You know, she's on top of her game, you know. So it's easy to go to the generic, oh, she's nice. And in the nice category, you're wrapping everything that you idealize as nice in that one category. So I could see that. Okay, so number one of being too nice. What's the number one disadvantage is of being too nice is that people take advantage of you. You come across as a doormat because you're just basically a people pleaser. You can't say no and you can't stand up for yourself. Yeah, I can see that too. Um, Well, and I don't know if it is can't. Mm -hmm. I would think the word that um, is don't. Don't. Not that you can't, you just don't. 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 Yes. And, and sometimes you do it um, unintentionally, like you don't even realize that you're not. And I have an example I can share with that is um, my first marriage. Many, many, many years ago, I was young. Um, and to me, the time with my husband at the time, it was quality time. It didn't matter where we went or what we did. But over time, when I realized that we were always, he'd say, well, where do you want to go for dinner? And I'd say, well, how about here? And he'd say, well, how about here? I'm like, okay, sure. Where do you want to go on vacation? How about here? No, how about here? Okay, sure. And I was always, okay, sure. If that's what you want to do, okay, sure. Well, over time, it played a toll on me. And I got resentful because I was like, well, we're never doing anything I want to do. 
but I wasn't doing it on purpose. I was like, okay, it's no big deal. You know, I'd rather have quality time than not, or not, not, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'd rather have the quality time. It doesn't matter where we are. We're having quality time. So anyway, what it ended up is my marriage counselor at the time, he pointed this out to me and I was basically being a people pleaser. I was being over accommodating. I was just whatever he wanted to do. I was like, sure, we can do that. And at the time when I said, sure, we can do that, I meant it. So it's not like I was doing it um, against my own will. I was doing it and not even realizing I was doing it until like, I don't know, many, many years later that it I was angry. And that's what the counselor said. You're angry and you're resentful. I'm like, I am. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. <laughs> and then it started to make sense because I was like, yeah, I see it now. And it, and it's something that over time, one thing at a time, and that's just like in the workplace, if you're always that person that's raising their hand, I'll do that. I'll plan the party. I'll go pick that up. I'll stay late. I'll do the extra 10 assignments, whatever it is. Over time, it's going to wear on you and you're going to feel taken advantage of and you're going to get burned out and you're going to get overworked and you're going to get run down and you're going to get angry and bitter. And then that doesn't make a happy workplace for anyone. So it is very important to your point to be cognizant of what you volunteer for and what you don't. And you should volunteer. You have a choice. That's the one thing. You have a choice. Recognize it as a choice. You don't have to do it, but recognize it as a choice. And is it a career enhancing choice? Is by taking on this extra assignment, and I'm the biggest advocate for raise your hand, jump out there, do everything you can. But you also want to make sure that it's aligned with your career aspirations and where you want to go. So if it's a career enhancing opportunity, by all means, jump out there with a red flash and sign and say, I'll do it, I'll do it. But some things that are not career enhancing, they're just the things that nobody else wants to do. Unless you truly want to do them, maybe you shouldn't always be the one to volunteer because over time it's going to wear on you and burn you out. We we have to make an effort to stop being so accommodating. We have to make an effort, especially those of us who tend to be too nice, to speak up for ourselves, to state our needs and wants at work. And as you said, to be more selective with the opportunities that come our way. We shouldn't feel like we always have to say yes to everything, which then... In my mind, I'm also thinking you have to learn, it's easier said than done, but you have to start to learn to set boundaries and practice saying no. Already have in your head, especially when you're that nice person, you know you are, you know who, if we're talking to you right now, you know you're that person that a lot of times you volunteer the words like when I mentioned earlier that I was apologizing for something that wasn't my fault. Before you know it, you're volunteering for something that... A, you didn't want to do, or B, you don't have time to do, but the words just come out of your mouth. But ahead of time, you need to start just practicing in your mind, setting the boundaries. If something happens this week, if an opportunity comes up, someone asks me, a colleague, hey, hey, Karen, do you have time? No, you know, I really don't have time to work on that right now. You know, why don't you catch me next week? Or what I've tried to practice, myself started doing is... Instead of when people ask you if you could do this or that, a lot of times they're not expecting immediate like, oh, yeah, I'll get right on that or, yeah, I'll do that right now or in the next day is I'm taking that time to say, you know what, I really need to think about that. Can I get back to you tomorrow or can I get back to you in two days? And it it gives you time to really think about is this something you, you know, you want to take on, you want to do, is it going to be a career enhancing opportunity as well? Right. Absolutely. And that aligns with my 24 hour rule. Remember that? Yeah. Being <laughs> it, angry. It, 
Yeah, it applies to so many yes. things. It's like take take the 24 hours. There's no reason why you have to answer or respond right then. Like you said, just say, um, can I think about it and I'll get back to you. Take 24 hours, yes. think it through. And then once you decide you had an opportunity to process, weigh the pros and the cons and so forth, then make a decision. And then you can make a decision that you can live with. If you make a decision on the spot, it may be one that you're going to later regret or be resentful for. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get that printed on, <laughs> you know, bumper stickers, t-shirts, tattoos, whatever, 24 hour rule. I swear I live by it all the time, especially like you said, when you get angry or whatever, don't respond, take that 24 hours and then respond. So you've touched it on, on it a couple of times when you were just talking. So the second thing, the disadvantage of being too nice is starting to get resentful for various reasons, but you're also, you're overworked, you're burned out because you've been taking, agreeing to take on things that you don't necessarily want to do or like to do or habitually volunteering for things. Or when you were sharing the story with you and your first husband, it sounds like that got into a habit where you were just habitually accommodating him without a second thought. It was just a natural mm-hmm. instinct to be like, oh, okay. And just, you kind of like rolled with it, but over time you kept rolling with it, rolling with it, rolling with it. And it just, it keeps building up. Oh, right. Most definitely. And um, that is what happened. Like I said, I wasn't even aware. So um, what I learned from that experience is to not just say yes right away, like you just said. And um, if I want to do something or not do something to, to be heard and don't feel bad about it. Don't feel like I have to respond to something. Don't feel like I have to do something and just say, well, that's not what I want to do. And it's, it's okay. It's okay to speak up for yourself and defend yourself. And I hate to use the word defend, advocate, advocate for yourself. You know, if it's something that you want to do or you don't want to do. And also with the work situations, when you are volunteering for all these, everything, you volunteer for everything and not the things that are career enhancing, you could be holding yourself back unintentionally because you are always doing all the other things. So you're not getting recognized for the things that you're actually talented in and you want to um, develop into in your career. Like if you aspire to be at the next level, you want to demonstrate to people that you can work at that next level. But if you're always doing all of the stuff from a career ago, then it could be holding you back because it's like, oh yeah, she's really great at that. But we need someone that can do this and you can do this, whatever this is but you're not demonstrating that in a public fashion where you're being recognized for it. Do you know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say? It makes me kind of think of when I had a conversation a few years ago with my staff about uh, certain people were constantly volunteering for things, exactly what you're just saying. And I had to have a conversation with them because then they were wondering why they weren't being asked to do bigger, bigger opportunities, more strategic strategy, like opportunities, more work, like heavy hitting work stuff, if that makes sense. And I told them, I said, because you're volunteering for non-promotable tasks. Exactly. Ding, 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 ding. That's what I said. I said, you have to stop volunteering and taking on non-promotable tasks. Now we all, that's, it goes without saying that there, there's some things we all have to do, right? We just can't walk around and, and cherry pick what we're going to do in our job. Don't, don't get me wrong on that. But when you're constantly volunteering for things, whether you feel it's because 
at, at the core of it, I think a lot of it comes down because you're just being too nice. It's the non-promotable stuff you really need to watch for. Because like you just said, Kelly, those aren't the things that are going to get you promoted. To get, It's not going to get you to the next opportunity because people are just going to, they're going to put you in a box. And that's what they're going to look at you to do. It's like those lower level things or those everyday things that you're volunteering for, which at the end of the day, someone has to do, but you, it doesn't always have to be you, right? And I also wanted to add the resentment that I felt probably midway through the epiphany that I was like, I'm being too nice. I shouldn't care what other people, if people like me or not. My resentment was actually coming from I was expecting people to treat me or the way that I was treating them or to do the same that I was doing when it came to volunteering or helping other people. Like I started to kind of resent people for a while because they weren't returning the favor. So that's another thing to watch out for. So is don't have any expectations of anybody else. People are not going to treat you the same. They are not going to return the favor for whatever you're doing for them. Some people will, but don't have the expectation. Don't let yourself down by having that. And that's what I had. And that's what caused actually some of my resentment. All right. So number three is the self-criticism. I think we've all been there. I was actually guilty of it this week. It's uh, apologizing for things that aren't your fault. Blaming yourself, saying things are your fault when they're really not, you're essentially taking the blame for other people. That's a very good point, Sarah. And I think a lot of people do it um, unconsciously. It just comes out, you know, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Or, um, oh, I apologize. And it's okay to say you're sorry and apologize when it's warranted. But in some cases, it's not. And like in your case, where the words just came right out of your mouth and you didn't do anything wrong. And then you later are feeling bad about it because you apologize. Like, why am I apologizing? I didn't do anything wrong. And you really didn't. So I, I totally get what you're saying with that as well. So I think the advice for here is it, this is like a harder one, I think, to overcome because you really have to get out of your own head with it. Agreeing. Yes. And right. And apologizing is like the first thing you really have to work on that and stop. And I think also we tend to over apologize in the office in general. We say sorry for everything. Sorry. And please, like, I think I was telling you earlier this week, I actually started catching myself backtracking my emails. Cause I'm like, please, please have this to me or please do this or can you please? And I'm like, why do I know this is stuff that I need? Why am I doing these softeners? They don't need these softeners, these word softeners. So for the self-criticism, blaming yourself, just stop it right now. It's going to, it's easier said than done, but just try to get out of your own freaking head with that. All right. Number five is communication. So you're too nice. What does this have to do with communication? You tell people probably what they want to hear instead of what they need to hear because you don't want to hurt their feelings. Um, it's hard for you to have honest discussions with others. And if you're in a leadership type position, it's also probably hard for you to make decisions because you don't want to hurt other people's feelings. You don't want people to feel left out. Yeah. And with that, Sarah, what comes to mind immediately is when with communication, like, 
we're friends, right? So I expect you to be truthful to me. I expect you to tell me sometimes the unpleasant truth because you're my friend and you want what's best for me. So if you're telling me what I want to hear versus what I need to hear, you're not helping me grow. And one day the light bulb is going to go off and I'm going to be like, what? Sarah's been lying to me all this time, (laughs) right? So you see what I'm saying? And, And that's the danger with it is sometimes the communication needs to be, like you said, um, phony versus real, right? Nice is kind of phony and real is real. And um, you can give your honest opinion in a kind way. Yes, That is going to be helpful. And um, people will appreciate, at least I would appreciate it. You know, like we've talked before, sometimes the truth stings, but I need to hear that truth. Because if you are telling me I'm ready for the Olympics, and I'm not even ready to get on the basketball court or whatever. Do you mm-hmm. see? You know what I mean? So, yes, yeah, so you have to be truthful with people um, and not be polite. You have to be real with them and, and make that connection and um, be genuine about it. Agreed. Yeah. So it's it's I think it's all about just practicing like the kindness and the candor with others. So you're telling people what they need to hear, but you're saying it in a thoughtful, helpful way. You're not being mean about it. All right. And last but not least, number six, sometimes when you're too nice, I'm going to say it, you come across as a fake, you know what? (laughs) 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 But yeah, so I, some people you meet and you're just like, oh my God, she is so nice. And you really think it, right? Obviously, I think everyone's nice because that's how I describe people. But there's some people that come across as really nice. And I've walked away and I'm like, that is the fakest you know what I've ever met in my whole entire life. Like you just, (laughs) and you could be thinking you, you are, well, you think you're coming across as genuine and as kind or whatever, but you're really coming across as fake. And even if you have those intentions to be just a genuinely nice, kind person, you, you got to watch it because if you come on too strong, you are going to co- come across as a fake person. Right. Because people can see right through insincerity. They mm-hmm. can see right through a kiss up or a brown noser or, you know, a kiss ass. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You yeah. couldn't you couldn't resist it, could you, Sarah? <laughs> yeah. But I mean it's it's true. And um that people can see right through it. They can see right through insincerity. And and sometimes, you know, I always give people the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it's unintentional, maybe they don't realize that being overly nice is coming across as insincere. And that can also hurt you in the business world as well. So you just want to be nice. Be kind. Be kind. Think be yourself. Yes. Think about the intentions of your actions of why you're doing what you're doing. Are you doing it just because you want to be liked? Are you trying to get ahead? Or are you just doing it because you, you are genuinely a kind and thoughtful person? And I actually kind of struggle like when we were going to talk about this topic because initially we were going to talk about nice versus kind. And, and to me, I'm like, wow, they're kind of one and the same, but they're kind of not. And I was talking to my significant other and I was like, what's a good example of someone being nice versus someone being kind? Cause I was like, if someone's being nice, I mean, and, but he gave a really good example. Like a lot of times when we're at a shopping center, like someone will come up to us and ask us 
for money or we're at a gas station. I think we've all been there where someone's come up and it's like, hey, do you have a couple of dollars? And he said uh, one time it was really late at night. He was he was coming back into town from an out-of-town trip and he was almost out of gas and stopped at this gas station. And he said it was really dark. It wasn't lit very well. And he said he's pumping gas and this person just came out of nowhere and actually kind of scared him a little bit, made him nervous and was asking him for some money. And he did. He said he had some money on him and he gave it to the person and they left. And he was like, so what I did could be considered nice. But he's like, I was really doing it because it was late. They took me off guard and I just wanted them to go since it was so late at night. Now, he's like, so people could sit, consider like, oh, what you did is nice. But he was like, what my intentions were, yeah, I wanted to give them money. But at the same time, I really didn't feel safe because it was so isolating and so dark outside. And I wanted them to get away. So was I, w- w- was I really doing really nice? Was it really kind? He said on the flip side of that, being kind is one time he came home and he told me he was just at the grocery store and a couple had came up to him and they had just lost their apartment and all this other stuff. And they were seen at a local hotel and they were getting ready to kick. And he actually sat and talked to them for like 45 minutes and he came home and he was just like, I feel so bad for them. I really believe their story and all this other stuff. And we actually drove back up to the hotel they were staying at and we paid for like three, I think a th- three extra nights for them. So he was saying that's being kind because we had good intentions behind it. We were empathetic to what they were going through. So he was given the two examples of like helping people where you think you're being nice or kind. But I I don't know. Does those examples make sense to you? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I can totally relate to both because like you said, one was driven by... He just wanted the situation to be over. Yes. It so was, he was being, I just wanted it to be yeah. right. And the other one was, you believe that their story, which I'm sure it was true, right? <laughs> You're like, oh. <laughs> right. So anyway, so, and the other one was, you did it out of the kindness of your heart because you wanted to help them. Yeah. I totally can relate right. to the difference between the, the two stories and the two examples and, um, giving it and someone saying, oh, you're so nice. Well, it wasn't because I wanted to be nice. It was because I wanted the situation to go away versus kind doing it because you genuinely in your heart of hearts, you wanted to help someone. So yeah, I can totally see the difference in that. So I just wanted to share that story because I, I, I think it was, I think he really nailed it on a good example of where you think you're doing a good deed, but there's a difference between the intentions of being nice and, and being kind. So spot on. All right. And on that note, we are going to wrap up Kelly with our mentoring moments really quickly running down the list of being too nice. Number one, you, there's the issue of being taken advantage of. So our advice, don't be so accommodating, be more selective with the opportunities. Don't always feel like you need to say yes to everything. Start setting boundaries and practice saying no. Number two, You will resent others. You'll be overworked and burned out. Again, going on what Kelly shared with us earlier, start looking or only volunteering for those career advancing opportunities. And then I put in a little nugget in there about resenting others is you just, you're going to have to come to the realization. You can't have expectations that people are going to treat you the same or return the favor. So let's just start getting that out of our heads. Number three, self-criticism. Stop apologizing for shit. It ain't your fault. <laughs> I can't put it any simpler than that. Um, stop taking the blame for others. Stop saying things is your fault when it's not. Number five, communication. 
we've got to have those honest discussions with each other. As hard as it is, we need to practice with kindness, always telling people what they need to hear, not always what they want to hear, but being kind in a thoughtful way. And number six, you come across as fake. If you're a little too nice, people are going to think you're fake. So when you are finding yourself being a little too nice, just again, think about your intentions of your actions. Why are you doing what you're doing? Are you doing it just to be liked? Are you trying to get ahead? Are you actually a genuinely kind person trying to help other people? And on that, that is today's episode on being too nice. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you for being a part of our Work BFF Mentoring Tribe. Our movement grows not only through your support of our podcast, but by all of us showing up and supporting other women through our friendship and mentorship. And you can follow us on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, the Mentoring Lab podcast. And from your work BFF mentors, be safe, be positive, and tune in next week.